0: the world you are. Welcome to the Health Zone show with Hall O'Mahuna where with each episode I explore interesting health and well-being topics with a thought-provoking guest. These topics can range from nutrition, relationships, spirituality, finance, creativity, mental health and much much more so that you can live a healthier, happier and more authentic life. Guests on the show vary from health experts, Spiritual teachers, finance wizards, sports legends, to ordinary people who with extraordinary lives. Find us on Facebook.com forward slash The Health Zone Show, or you can also join our Facebook group, The Health Zoners. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest under The Health Zone. Check out our new updated website, www.thehealthzoneshow.com, and at the moment, you can receive a free copy of my latest ebook, Seven Ways to Boost Your Overall Wellbeing, when you join the Health Zone. Today I'm chatting with best selling author and peace ambassador Lorna Byrne. Hi Lorna.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Very good. Lorna, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: And um, while well, i I do a lot I give I give people a lot of encouragement and hope and help them to connect more so with you know the spiritual self, you know their soul themselves. Um, and I think that's that's very important. Um, I wrote my first book, I think it was you know eight years ago maybe or ten years ago, and um, it's called Angels in My Hair." And I suppose I was just kind of very afraid at the time when when the angels would always say, you know, Lorna, you have to write about God and the angels, God and us. They they used to say. And I'm dyslexic, so I don't know if you knew that. And I I couldn't read or write. And even as an adult, um, when I was married to to Joe, and um, before he died. I would have to spell my name in my head as I would be writing it. You know, the way you would hide all of these things. And I see angels physically, and I think that gave people great hope across the world. Um, When I had finished writing angels in my hair, I just thought, you know, God wouldn't ask me to write anymore, that that would be it. And I, I, I felt at the time that... You know even if one person in the world got hope from the book or you know it saved them in, in some way um, you know my job would be complete but what happened was it just went worldwide it became a bestseller um, and so many people got so many messages within the book for themselves and i never realized all those messages or in the book, you know, because I was just writing, telling, you know, about, about my life, you know, the secrets, you know, I've been able to see the angels physically since I was an infant, and not even knowing they were angels at, at the time, and I suppose my life has changed a huge amount, because now I have written four or five books, and I'm writing three others at the moment. And I'm talking all around the world and talking about peace and prayer and helping to help people to believe in themselves and, and not to give up on themselves or to give up on others, you know, giving giving that, that hope. So I talk to people of all faiths, all religions, and even those that would say they don't believe in anything, you know, and, and that does amaze me because... I never thought that I would ever be one day, you know, in, you know, traveling around the world because I'd never traveled from Ireland, you know, and we were fairly poor, just like most people in Ireland at that that time. So it was kind of a shock being on a plane and it still is today. I don't know what God is up to, I just say to myself, because I know the world at the moment is in ups and downs, but I believe there's great hope. And I believe that we can make a better future for us all and, and work towards that. So I don't know if that's about myself or, or about God and the angels, but I, I feel it's, it's mainly about everybody out there to try and enjoy, you know, the simple things of life. I think people have forgotten them. You know, they have forgotten to get out there into the sunshine when it's shining, or, or when they're out walking you know, to, to actually enjoy it or going for a cup of tea with a friend, you know, to actually enjoy it, not to be feeling things as a burden. So I better let you say something.
0: Michal. I know you felt like an outsider for a lot of your life. How does it feel now for people to know who you really are?
1: Um, I I suppose I... I know a lot of people, you know, all across the world, hundreds and thousands of them would say, you know, we know you, Lorna, and um, and I, I think they they do, they know about some of me, but I don't think they know all all about me, and I suppose in in one way I still feel like an outsider, um, but not as much as I did at the beginning. I know. These people, men, women, and even children of all ages and, and all faiths, you know now know that they have a guardian angel. Now know that you know God is God is real, and 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 when you hear from a child, even saying, you know, I'm so glad, you know, I know I have a guardian angel, Lorna, and because it's helping me in school every day you know, or you hear from a child that says they were being bullied in school and because they know of their guardian angel, they asked for help. And, and I think it was that faith and that belief that the bullies became their friend. You know, it, it changed things. It, it's amazing when you allow the spiritual side of yourself out, you know, and you're never too young or never too old to allow that to happen, just to have a little faith, a little little belief, um, how it can change your life. And, and even have you, in a sense, enjoy being alive. You know, that was another thing. Um, I realized that a lot of people um, didn't really enjoy being alive. You know, they would just say, you know, they have too many burdens, you know, too many things are wrong. God has never helped me, or or if they have a guardian angel, they would say the guardian angel has never helped them. And I would just say to them, well, maybe now you should sit back and say to yourself, okay, I will ask my guardian angel. I will ask for that help. And I will listen and, you know, try my best to go in the direction your guardian angel is is telling you. I always say to people when, you know, if, if all of a sudden it crossed your mind to pick up that glass of water or go in and buy an ice cream, that's your guardian angel actually teaching you to um, to respond to to what it's telling you to do. But adults have a huge habit of saying, um, "But what does it mean? What's in it for me?" So they don't do it. You know, and a lot lots of the times you know, we, we would think back to the past and we'd say, well, I did have the feeling, you know, I should have made that phone call or I should have sent that letter, and I never did. You know, so it's, it's actually to, to listen because it makes life much, much easier. Like sometimes I fight with the angels. and um, I know you might laugh at that, but sometimes, you know, I would say to them, well, listen here, I need to clean the windows. And they would say, Oh on you, it was okay for you to clean the windows ten years ago, but don't do it. You know, you'll only hurt yourself. And I always remember one particular day, just ignoring that and they to them, "Go away, leave me alone. I just can't stand the dirt." to Them. And of course, I hurt myself. You know, and um, so you you can't blame God or the angels when you don't don't listen. And um, it, it was my fault, and I suppose I couldn't have said it, it was theirs. But it it, it was my fault. And
0: and Lorna, is there a difference between our intuition and the guidance we get from our guardian angels?
1: Um, No, I don't believe there is because, you know, your guardian angel um, communicates with everybody in different ways. And sometimes they could communicate with you in three or four different ways. And a lot of the time it is, you know, a thought that comes into you, into your mind. You know, um, as I said about going left or right or picking up that glass of water. And I think it is the thing to respond to it. But I'm always saying to people, you know, your guardian angel will never ask you to do anything wrong. And if a thought is coming into your mind, you know, to be. Selfish or mean, or to hurt someone, or you know, to do something wrong, that is not your guardian angel. And I always say that's the other side who I don't like talking about. And I, I am, I, I have to smile because um, since I, I don't know what book I wrote that in now, to be honest, I probably have written it in the mall just reminding people. Um, but lots of people have said you know, that has made a big difference to them because as soon as a, a negative thought will come into their mind, they said, they, they they throw it out. And I would always say to people, you know, put it in the bag, then and put it in the cornfield. Don't listen to it. You know, even if you have to dig a hole and bury it, you know, don't, don't listen to it. And um, so sometimes, again, it's, you know, a sign your guardian angel will give you and sometimes it's not actually a sign you've asked for, it could be just something that keeps on reappearing over and over again and again. And a lot of the time as well we don't we don't notice it um, but we may notice it afterwards. You know, and um, we, we may say, oh, oh yes, I did notice that sign, but it didn't really register with me. But I do have to smile because one of the most, um, common signs people get is a feather when a feather comes out of nowhere. Am I trying to, I'm asking the angels that are here with me and I know there's lots there with you. Um, there was a lady the other day who said, you know, she was, I just met her on, on the street in Kilkenny. I had seen her many times and I, I saw these plasters on her face and, um, angels just said, Lorna, stop and say hello to her, you know, and it's things like that that your guardian angel would say to you as well, give someone a smile or say hello and and if they hesitate, you know, they may want to talk to you, so, so talk with them, you know, because when you do things like that to to help others, you're actually helping yourself and I, I know they are only little things, but all those little things are very important. But i will go back to the lady with the plasters on on her face and you know she she said to me i recognize you and i said oh i didn't know that you know and um, she says oh i have read all your books and i just said thank you and i i said to work because the angels each side of her not her guardian angel her guardian angel were right there but what i call the unemployed angels pointing to plasters on her face and I said to her what happened to your face it looks all cracked and sore and she said she'd been sending letters into um, the health department you know trying to get a hospital appointment and so was her doctor but nothing is coming back and you know she was saying I'm not really worried about them just she just turned around and just said you know I lost my husband a few years ago and one day she said she was walking up the lane passing her house because she lived out in the country and she said you know I was really really stressed I was you know in a very bad way and she said she felt so lonely because she she missed her husband and she said, all of a sudden, she said, I just felt his presence around me. I knew it was him. She said, I just stopped. And she said, Lorna, I, I felt my husband's arms wrapped around me. And I, I just said to her, you know, of course it was your husband. You know, it's so God sends our loved ones back to us you know, to help us when we are grieving. Um, And I think people shouldn't deny that. You know, I think they should acknowledge it within themselves. I said, well, hold on to that and know that when her time comes, which is a long, long way off, um, she will be back with her husband again in heaven. She will see him again. And I think that's very important remember and i can't even remember the question you you asked but um, i'd have to say you know that is one of the the messages in the books that have given so much hope and comfort to to people all around the world and again of all faiths and even of none and to know that each and every human being whether they're good or bad has a soul and a guardian angel And their soul is that little spark, that speck of light of God. And because of that, we live. It's only our human body that dies. And and I know in one way sometimes I would give out to God because my husband Joe died young. And, you know, my youngest little girl, Megan, she was, I think she was, God, I can't remember now her age. I'm thinking of four, but there's something about happened when she was two as well. Just always remember your, your loved ones give you signs because God allows that to happen. And your guardian angel gives you signs as well. The angels are always giving a sign. The thing is not to ask the question about, you know, what does it mean? Like if suddenly a flower landed on your doorstep, you know, um, that shouldn't be there. It's like pick it up and say thank you.
0: Say so somebody listening in now today wants to tune in and, and communicate with their angels more. How could they do that?
1: I I think it, it's to me it's it's very simple because it's normal and natural for myself. I talk to them every day and I hear them as physically as I would hear you. And I see them physically. And I know that makes it much harder for everyone else um, because no one else can see them in the way I see them. And I, I don't know why God chose me. Um, I often would say to myself, why didn't he chose, choose someone else that could um, do more? Um, but he chose a person that is, to me, um, dyslexic, can't really read very well. I have to learn things off my heart. And. Um, in that way. But I think the first thing to do is just say to yourself, you know, what have you got to lose? You know, don't be cynical, you know, don't deny. Don't say to yourself, Oh, it's hopeless. Give yourself a chance because it's worth it. You know, and say to yourself, Well, I'm going to believe, I'm I'm going to say good morning to my guardian angel every morning when I wake up. I'm going to no matter what the weather is like or, or what's, what's happening that day, and, and you may know what will be happening that day. It could be something good for you or it could be something stressful. But to say good morning to your guardian angel and just say, I know you're right there with me. I, I know you love me unconditionally. And I ask for help within this situation. And for it to turn out, you know, the best way possible not just for yourself, but for others if others are involved as well. And I, I think just to, you know, sometimes I would say to people, you know, ask for a sign but make it small because it's not easy for the angels or for your guardian angel um, to give you a sign because it's like a communication with others. Just, just say you asked for and um, a bouquet of flowers or you asked for a friend who you haven't spoken to in years um, to give you a call. Maybe you had a row with them long ago or you fell out with them or maybe you just lost, lost contact. But your guardian angel has to be in contact with theirs. And again, it would be that your friend would be listening. You know, that they would respond to the thought of giving you a call but maybe sometimes when you think of that, it's you who's meant to give them a call because they have been asking all the time. So it's, it's kind of, you know, to recognize this, the signs that, that they give you as well. And some of them can be very, very small. Um, and it really is just to believe children, you know, don't question you know, when a child realises they have a guardian angel, they just believe, you know, and that makes such a huge difference. So it is believe. And um, I, the woman was, was telling me, you know, she, she says, um, well, where would I put this? You know, her guardian angel didn't help her at all. And um, She had a legal problem and um, it didn't actually fully go her way. And she just said, you know, my guardian angel didn't help at all. And I know I can't tell you the story, but when she was telling me the story, I, I just said to her guardian angel, how could she expect, you know, something to be turned around that wasn't fully correct? You know, the angels won't do that for you either. You know, um, if you're doing something wrong, you have to acknowledge you're doing it and you have to be fair and you have to allow, you know, your morals to come into it, what's right and wrong, you know, in, in in that way. So again, when you ask for something, if it's wrong and you know you've done something wrong, don't... You can't expect your Virgin Angel to help you to bring that around. And you, I think you know what I mean in that in that way. Um, but it is just believing. You know, to me, it is very, very simple. Or just to sit and stay quiet and listen. Um, it's like emptying your mind. It's It's like... You know, sometimes nowadays you see people out keeping themselves fit, they're out running, and I would see the guardian angel with them. But as well as that, sometimes I would see an angel with them that would be encouraging them to not to give up, and sometimes that looks very, very beautiful. Um, And sometimes I would see an angel, you know, doing everything possible to help to get someone to become fit, to become healthier. You know, sometimes I would see um, an angel with what I would call like a string or a rope around someone, and they're they're kind of pulling it, looking as if they're pulling it to help the person to walk a little faster. Or, Or an angel would be at each side of the person. And helping them to, to move that little bit quicker just to help them to to get fit. So you're, it is, again, to believe and to ask for help. And even to ask your guardian Angel to have an unemployed angel in and around you. And um, I could tell you so many stories, but I wouldn't know where to start. You know, um, the unemployed angels are, are angels that are... In the world today, they're poured, I'd say, from the heavens in the bucket vaults, you know, and they come tumbling down in that in that way. And I, since I was a child, I call them the unemployed angels, and um, because I would see them just as I see them today, doing everything possible to to help a person in the physical ways, and since I have written about them more and more people are asking for an unemployed angel to help them it could be in your gardening it could be painting your house you know and sometimes I would have to smile because you know um, I'd see an unemployed angel helping someone carry a bag and the bag may be heavy and, and you may think it's heavy but that angel is actually taking some of the weight of it and to me you know that's incredible, or just to see the unemployed angels helping a mother or a father to cope with 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 the children, or see a you know the guardian angel of a child, you know, whispering to a child, telling them not to go too far, stay in earshot of mom or dad. In in that way, I I just see what I call every day the trivial things of life and see the angels helping there um, at at every moment. And I think if we believed a little bit more, we would just grow that little bit more spiritual and our connection would be stronger. And in, in a sense, what I would say, you know, we would actually be happier because we would make less mistakes just like myself cleaning the windows. I shouldn't have done it when I was told not to. So it is like, again, you know, if you're driving the car and the thought comes into your mind to slow down, slow down. Um, And I have often met people who have said that thought came into their mind and they slowed down and nothing happened, but that's why nothing happened. You know, or sometimes they slow down and, couple of miles down the road there was an accident. But the main thing is that when they tell you to slow down or not to do something is that you avoid something. You know, something negative doesn't happen. Or sometimes when they tell you not to do a particular thing or you have that strong feeling inside of you, it is so that maybe you're, you're hoping for a particular thing but something else better happens for you. You've given, what would you say, your life that opportunity you have opened that door. So I would say to anyone, you know, just just open that door. You know, you have nothing to lose, only to gain in believing in your guardian angel. And um, you know, and I think that is is very important, and especially if someone is feeling down with them themselves, again, to know that are suicidal, you know, um, to know that you you have a guardian angel there and it loves you unconditionally. And to your guardian angel, you are their number one.
0: And Lorna, what do you think stops people from believing that angels exist?
1: Um, I think what, what stops them is actually the world. I think because, you know, has said you know what you can't see is not real the only thing is i see them and i see them physically as i said i would see you and because people are afraid just like i was afraid you know and that was one of the things that had me afraid was that i'd be ridiculed you know severely by everybody in the world but it didn't happen that way you know and and I think that is that is one of the things why why people are, are afraid. They are afraid of the supernatural, the spiritual side of, of life. But that's what your soul is. That's what God is. And that's what your guardian angel is. It's, it's part of you. Um, but I don't think there's any need to be afraid. I think um, the more faith you have, and it remains good, um, more you recognize all the blessing and good things in your life. You know I, I met a young man there a while ago and he had been in a bad accident a couple of years ago he said and he said Lorna, even though it took me this length of time to recover he just said he believed. Um, in his guardian angel and he was asking for the help and he said he was praying and had that faith and he said now that I'm able to get up and walk, not completely do all the ordinary things that you and I can do but he said he's getting there. He said, you know, he thanks God, you know, for the blessing that he has of life and he just smiled at me and said, Lorna, I understand why you would say to people to... Enjoy life, to realise that you are alive. He said, I was nearly dead and I he said I struggled to stay alive. And he said, you know, I don't know how I held on to that string of life, but I did. But I he said he knew he couldn't have done it on his own. And I just said to him, No, you didn't do it on, on your own. You had, you had that, that help of your family and friends, but you had the help of your guardian angel as well. Sometimes, you know, even doctors and people that recover from something just so traumatic would say they can't really answer that question. They just know. Um, and I think that's what we all need to remember, you know, is to enjoy life and to remember you're alive, if you're out there doing a jog or or digging the garden or swimming or just being with your friends, just remind yourself you have the gift of life, you are alive and you can do all of these things instead of looking at all the things you can't do. But maybe later on you will be able to do some of those things you can't do at the moment and that's what that young man was hoping for as well. You know, that he could get back to playing football. You know, that he could get back up on his bike again. You know, the things that a lot of young men do today.
0: And Lorna, what do you think happens when a person is uh, thinking or even decides to take their own life?
1: I, I know they are in such a dark place. And I know the guardian angel... And all of the angels are doing everything possible to help them to see the light of hope. And I know the light of hope is kept burning in front of them. But sometimes they don't make it. You know, and to me, I wish everybody could make it. I wish nobody, man, woman, or a child would commit suicide. Um, because they have to remember they're needed, and they are loved. I always say, like I I have done book signings down in Cork, I always remember this 19-year-old saying to me, Lorna, I've been thinking strongly of committing suicide, because he couldn't see a future for himself, but he was only 19. And... You know, my heart went out to him and his guardian angel was literally wrapped around him. They usually are when someone is in, in that state. And I just said to him, you know, have you read the books? And he said, no. He said, my mom has dragged me here. There she is over there. And I saw his mom. She looked like a lovely, lovely woman. And I said to him, you know, go home and read the first book. And realize you have a guardian angel and how important you are, not just to me, but to everyone in the world. And that your mom loves you and everyone loves you. And that, you know, you will get through this. And in in a couple of years' time, I said to him, when you're when you have achieved already things you love to do, or you have discovered things you love to do. I said, you will be saying to yourself, how on earth did I ever consider committing suicide? It'll it'll boggle you, I said to him, and I don't know if that's a, a word or not. And I said to him, you must promise me that the next time I'm here doing a book signing that you will be here. And I don't want to ever hear of you committing suicide. I know that young man didn't, and that's back a number of years ago. And... Um, And I I think when someone is in a dark place, it is for the rest of us to listen as well, and the rest of us to be patient when someone is like that, and to give them all the encouragement we can, and and not to be giving out to them or running them down. And I know that can be hard as as well. But listen, if there's anyone listening in, in on your show, listen, don't commit suicide. Because I know you will get through it. Each and every one of you will get through that hard time, that dark place. You will get you will get out of that dark place because that dark place already has a light burning brightly in it. So just open your eyes and see it. And it's right there in front of you. And I love you.
0: Thanks very much, Lorna. It's beautiful. And I know in your book "Love from Heaven," you said that most people lock the love that they have inside. Why do you think people do that?
1: It's because of of hurt and pain, and because people, you know, we we've been taught to do that for what would you say, hundreds and hundreds of years. That if someone hurts you, you know, you're you're not to allow your love out, or you're not to forgive so so we lock it away and I think that is something that's you know when the angel said you know I was trite about love you know about that part about our soul that is pure love you have pure love inside of you and it's a hundred percent but yet so many people feel that well if I give love to this person and to that person I won't receive it back Um or that it will, in a sense, dilute their love. But your 100% pure love never becomes diluted. Um, You always remain that, Um, and it's more than 100%. They're just um, numbers I use so that people can understand. You're born pure love, and that is what your soul is. It's that speck of light of God. And it can never be diluted. You can never run short of it. It's there all of the time. And all we have to do is allow ourselves to be compassionate and loving, allow ourselves that it's okay to have emotions because that—that that is love we're feeling. It's okay to cry because again, that's love. And every time we do that, we're releasing more love into the world people don't show, and even children, which is so, so sad, don't show enough love. But again, you know, parents or grandparents sometimes are very strict and very hard and they forget to give a hug. They forget to say, I love you, to say to the child, I love you. Um. Because in a lot of talks since I wrote that book, I have been asking the audience to turn to the person beside them, even if it's a stranger, and say, I love you, and give them a hug. Um, I would remind them, you know, to get on the phone or when you get home to say those that are close to you in your family, you love them, and if someone is not there, give them a call. And tell them you love them it's really very important to allow that love out because sometimes when someone dies we are extremely hurt because we never said we love them and all the time we did you know um, so so we have to let out more love it's it's pure it's inside of us and and it's there And the world needs more love. There's more hate in the world. We allow more hate out and and more revenge out. And we allow more anger. And that's all the human part of us. But God has given us a soul that is pure love. And that's what makes us so human, is that love. Because that love can conquer everything. That love can overcome that hate. You know, um it can overcome that revenge. I always met a man and I know I've told the story before, but this was going back ten years ago or so and um, he said, you know, I, I read your book and he, and he was Muslim and he said, you know, I done something terrible and I didn't realise how terrible horrible thing I did how how bad I was! How evil I was! When, in his own country, you know where there was war, and one day there was bombing, he, he was saying, and his father never got out, and he said, because of that, I was only a young man. I was full of hate. I wanted revenge, and he said, Lorna, how can you? Ki- how can you destroy revenge? And he said. I went back to, you know, I went back and I I joined the army or, or whoever he joined. And he said, you know, it's only now that I realize that through wanting revenge and because of hate, I was doing the same thing, destroying others' lives, shattering them, tearing them apart, just to get my revenge. And he said, I only realized that when, he said, I read your books, Angels in My Hair, and I fell in love. He had left his country. He had emigrated. Um, And he, he was saying, you know, now I look at my children, like you two little toddlers. And he said, every time I look at them, tears come to my eyes because it reminds me of the horrors I did because of revenge, because of hate, and I think, you know, that's why we have to let more love out, we have to be compassionate and loving, and even to the people that we may feel angry with, you know, we have to take that step back and say, listen here, I don't need to be this angry or hateful person. Let me try and have some compassion. And in doing that alone, making that decision, you are allowing more love out. And when you do that, the more love you allow out, the the happier you become, the more at peace you you become, and the clearer you can start to see life and life all, all around you. So that book is very, very important. And from heaven. And again, it's sold all around the world and in so many different languages. And it has changed so many people's lives. You know, people would tell me stories, horrific stories of hate, you know, all of those things, and how it has changed them to be compassionate and loving. And, and the way, because of that, it has changed their lives. So I would love us all to be more loving. Let that love out. Don't lock it away. Take that, what I'd call that belt that i just see around even children's um, chest area, the heart area. It's just like ice. It's cold and it's hard, And we're just so afraid because we don't want to be hurt. But sometimes We have to remember hurt is love as well. When someone says to you, you've done that wrong, or why were you so mean? And you you get hurt because of that. And then some people would say, well, I helped this person. I was so good to them. But they weren't good back to me. But that's not the point. You give love with a pure heart and you expect nothing in return. Um, I know I could say loads more, but I better not.
0: Is there a practical way then that a person could cultivate self-love in their life?
1: I think the practical way is become conscious of it every day. Um, Try and show love. I I think especially to yourself first, maybe that can, can help you more. You know, say to yourself, it's okay to love me. Because again, it's something we're taught not to, but yet that goes out not to love others either. It's okay to share. um. And I, I think in allowing yourself to love yourself, you know, and I would always say to you, to people, remember the way your guardian angel loves you unconditionally. Um, so love yourself that way. You know, take, you know, time out for yourself, even if it's only five minutes or you know, a couple of minutes in the garden, take it out for yourself and say, it's it's okay. Or, or if you're having a cup of tea, give yourself that five minutes. Or even say to your children, you know, if you have children or teenagers, I'm taking this five minutes out for myself, so I don't want anyone to disturb me. You know, because then you're teaching your children to love themselves too. They could turn around to you later on and say, I'm taking this five minutes moment and dad for myself and they're just out in the garden looking at the flowers or, or you know, playing with the dog in that way. But they're, they're so conscious of that they're allowing themselves to love them because the more you love yourself, the more you love others. And it's, you know, it's so important, you know, to love the stranger, to love the person you don't know as well. Because, you know, you can't love yourself any more than you could love the stranger. You know, and I I suppose, you know, seeing all the things that are happening in the world or here in Ireland, you know, it's kind of allow yourself that love. And even if you see a neighbor or a friend or even a stranger in need of a little help, go and give it. Because again, that reminds me of um, this man who said to me, oh, I could tell you loads of stories, but I can't tell you his story. But but what he had said was, Lorna, I don't understand why. And I will say the other person gave their life for them when they done, again, horrific things. You know, but again, that was love, you know, of that other person who who gave their life for them to protect them because they must have seen good in them and there's good in everyone, and that's what we have to remember. And most of the time when somebody is is angry or anything like that, you know, It is because they've been hurt. So we have to touch them with compassion, with love. We have to touch them in a a way that we can help them to see that it's okay. You can relax. You're safe now. And allow them to slowly allow their love out as well. And again, that comes back to trust. So it is important to love yourself so you can love others, so you can even love your partner more, you can love your children more, you can love your parents more, and not be blaming them for everything that has happened in your life because you felt, you know, they made so many mistakes when wearing you. Um, If you love yourself, you won't look on life in that way. You will look on life in the way that you see good. And you see good in everything, even in the most baddest person or the most evilest thing in, in the world. So you're giving hope to the world. You're giving hope to, to everyone. And that is so important. I know, again, I could go on and on.
0: Lorna, they say that the fear behind all fear is death. Do you think, in your own experience, there's anything to fear about this?
1: One has to be so careful answering that question. Um, That's what I've been reminded of here. Um, One must remember, um, when your time comes, it comes. You know, sometimes we, we would say, you know, somebody was in a car accident or, or, or they were you know they drowned or something like that accidentally and, and we would all say they were too young to die um, but we have to remember we're born to live but we're born to die as well but our soul lives forever so your loved one you will see your loved one again um, and that again is why i always say To to people never to commit suicide, because how much they are needed in, in the world today, everyone is needed. I would say there is no reason to fear death when your time comes, because it's only your body that dies. But God has given you, you know, the gift of life, so you're meant to live it. To the fullest that you possibly can and enjoy it so even if there's somebody out there that's young and, and is feeling you know being bullied at school or, or friends or have no friends and um, again i would say you know don't even allow that thought to cross your mind and um, you'll get through the situation and remember your guardian angel is there with you that reminds me of um, young girl who had said she had no friends and you know she again had tried to commit suicide and um on three occasions but on those three occasions she was saved somebody who listened to the guardian angel decided to go and call on her check on her and because of that she, she was she's still alive today and she said to me, Mona, I'm so glad my guardian angel and my friend's guardian angel spoke to my friends and that they listened and checked on me. And she would say, I don't know why I really wanted to commit suicide. I know I felt I was in a dark place and no one cared about me and no one loved me and all of, all of that. But she says, I'm so glad I wasn't successful because I am so happy now. And that's what you have to remember. You will get through it. And allow yourself to be happy. And allow that self-love that's inside of you to come out in that that way. God never wants anyone to commit suicide. Um, He wants you to live your life until your time comes. But even if someone does, he still loves them. And that soul still goes to heaven. But again, I would say, you know, please, please don't commit suicide at all. Your life is very, very precious. And I know we're going back to suicide because we were talking of death. But again, to remember that, you know, you will meet your loved ones again in heaven. They're not dead. They are alive. And I wish I could prove that to you, but everybody knows at the moment of death that God is real, that the guardian angel is real, and at the moment of death they see the souls of those that have gone before them. And I'm so glad that that happens for everybody. And again, it's at that moment of death which lots of people give out to me about is, you know, that a. A person asks for forgiveness no matter what they have done. And sometimes I would hear back from people, but you know, that person was so bad, so why would God forgive them? But God loves us unconditionally as well. And He gave us all a little part of Himself, you know, that spark, that speck of light that fills especially every single part of a human body. So live life. I know you will get through whatever ups and downs you are going through. And remember, there will be loads of happy times in your life. Loads of times you will laugh and smile. Loads of times you will have fun. And try and remember those instead of the, the negative things. You know, let all the positive things overcome all of the things that you feel weren't good life see all the wonderful things like today and the sun shining and the flowers I'm looking at a window here now and the sheep in the field and one butterfly two butterflies cabbage patch butterflies
0: in the life that we live now Lorna say if we choose not to follow the guidance of the divine and get sidetracked say on a different road do we get an opportunity to come back on the right path again our know, next is yes. life
1: yeah you're you're always given the opportunity to come back again over and over again and again in your life you're always given the opportunity to do the right thing or to say no but the sad thing is that a lot of the time i would say we listen to the other side and we don't listen to our guardian angel or to what god is telling us we just have that habit of thinking that material things are the most important things in life and I know we all need material things like even myself, we need a roof over our head and we need food and we need education, we need medical help as well and I believe that they are all human rights and each and every one of us should have them um, but we are always given the opportunity to turn around and change our life for the better. It's It's always there, and it always faces us at different times. And again, at different times, you have that choice, but your guardian angel will never overstep your free will. It'll just keep on allowing those things to come in front of you where you can change if you want to. So I never give up on anyone. Like I, I have met, um, I'll just tell you another little story, I don't know if we have time or not, but um, I was at a talk in England and um, in the crowd, when they came up for the blessing because I, I I, give a blessing to each person individually. And um, there was this family, a mom, and dad, there was two boys One boy was 14, I I remember him more so than the younger, and then there was a little girl and the father said, you know, um, Lorna, I spent years in prison doing all kinds of robberies and bad things. But again, somehow, and and I don't know how this happened, but he got his, someone, or in the prison, someone gave him the book Angels in, in My Hair. And that man said he didn't want to be in prison anymore. That when he'd get out, he would go on straight and narrow road, and that's what he's done. And his son, who was 14, just just said, "Will you please thank God, and oh, my guardian angel, we have our dad at home now. You know, it was so heart-rendering what the young man said. Um, and just seeing the tears in their eyes, the children and the mother, of having the da home. And, and I have heard from that father since. I've got the odd letter. He's still on the and now. And I think that's what life is about as well. It's, it's about what positive effect you can have on someone's life to change it, to give the hope, to give the love, um, so that they can be happy. And there's a family that... You know, I know it's not all going to be all of the time full of joy, there'll be ups and downs, but they see hope. They're together as a family, they're there for each other, they love each other, and I know because of that they'll even be there for others as well. Like that man himself, you know, staying out of prison and and having a job and, you know, being there for his family is actually giving hope to others that they can do it too. You know, and then again, another time I met this lovely young man in um, Limerick Prison and he said to me, Lorna, I would love to change. I want to change. I want to make that choice. The sad thing he said is that they won't let me. And he didn't mean, you know, the devil or or the evil side in that way, but he meant, you know, the criminals won't let him. They said they would kill me and I have my brother to think of and my young sister. And I thought that was very sad. I, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be lovely to be able to take this young man out of prison and his family and give them a new identity somewhere where you'd probably have to do it in another country um, where you know they wouldn't be murdered in, in that way just because of all of what they know and um, to me that was really sad so i do pray for for that young man
0: lorna if, they, if there's a listener tuning in today and they're feeling lost lonely and disconnected what would you suggest for them as a way to transform their lives
1: i i think if they're feeling lost and lonely i don't even know if they're they're working or whether they have many friends or anything like that but if they're not working i think they they should in a sense say and listen to the guardian angel And to make this as quick as possible, get out there and make friends. If someone rings you and says, come out for a drink or or you come out for a coffee, go. Don't be sitting behind closed doors and saying, I'm lonely, I'm sad, Um, I'm giving up on life. Don't be afraid to go out there and ask for help. That's very, very important. I don't know where this person lives, but... But that's what they should do, you know, and maybe even go and talk to their family or, or invite, you know, someone in their family out for a cup of coffee, you know, just to help them to get out because they could be, because of being lonely, they might be in a sense afraid to talk, afraid to express their emotions, afraid to talk about how they feel. And remember, that is okay. You know, but the important thing, I think, for them is to go and look for help. And I know there's lots of places where they can do that. Um, but again, it depends on what part of the country they're, they're in. And ask their Guardian Angel to give them the courage and the confidence they need to do it. But their Guardian Angel can't take that first step for them. They have to do it themselves. So I will pray that they will have the courage and confidence to do so.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about your workshop that you're doing with Mike Dooley there at the end of the month?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm doing a workshop with with Mike Dooley at the end of the month on the 28th. And it's a a full day workshop. And we're going to cover lots of interesting things um, to help everyone in their everyday ordinary life, as I, I call it, and to help you through good times and bad times to help you to grow more spiritually and to connect with your guardian angel. And it is from ten thirty to to five at um, I think it's T A L S L O T if you can make out what that spells, hotel Logan in Dublin.
0: They did Talbot Hotel.
1: Yeah, that's that's it, yeah. And um, on the 11th of August, I'm doing a, a Zoom Webinar, Question and Answers, for 30 minutes. And um, Then on the 23rd of August, there's another one for 15 minutes. And you use hash using your angel. And that's at 7 o'clock on the 23rd. And the other one is is on the 11th of August for for 30, for 30 minutes. I think that one is at seven pm.
0: Great, Lorna. And if people want to get tickets for your workshop, how can they do it?
1: Yeah, it's it's on it's on Facebook, is as well. And I think you can ring the hotel as well, and they'll book, book you in as well. And Mike Dooley, he is he's from the states, and he's a great um, inspiration in the, in that way on on the meaning of life. And I'm really looking forward to doing this workshop with them here in Ireland I've had hundreds of people always ask me when do you want to do a workshop here in Ireland and um, I'm doing one now so I'm looking forward to doing it and to spending the day personally with everyone um, and, and with Mike as well, we'll have great fun we'll have really a nice time and I know it will be crowded with everyone's guardian angel I know there would be
0: lots of other angels there as well. Great, Lorna. And I I know people can get tickets on seminars.ie website as well.
1: Yeah, that's that's right.
0: Thanks so much for your time today, Lorna. I really appreciate it and I really enjoyed it as well.
1: Same here, and I loved talking to you, and I love that accent. (laughs) Thanks
0: so much. (laughs) Bye bye. God bless. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to another inspiring and thought-provoking show of The Health Zone. I'm Mihalo Mahuna. Just to remind you, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash The Health Zone Show, or you can join our Facebook group, The Health Owners. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, and pain interests under The Health Zone. To gain further invaluable resources on health and well-being, go to our website, www thehealthzoneshow.com when you're on there join the health zone and you'll receive a free copy of my latest ebook seven ways to boost your overall well-being finally i would love to hear any feedback you may have on the show and even if there are any particular guests or topics which you're interested in please email me on tune in at thehealthzoneshow.com until next time this is me hall thanks for listening and i wish you a very healthy happy and authentic week.